This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome to the Picard Maneuver, the officially unofficial podcast for Star Trek Picard on Paramount Plus. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron, and we're back. Uh, it's been it's been a long time. It's been a long road. I, I should, probably shouldn't use those words here. Uh, it, it's been a while, but we are back <laughs> for the season two preview because uh, Star Trek Picard is coming back in uh, exactly a week as of uh, the time you're listening to this. Assuming you click at the moment it comes out. Um, and we're kind of excited to see what they have in store for us in the second season, or at least I am. Yeah. I, I don't know, Aaron, how you feel about it. I'm in, a, I'm in a weird spot because we've, we've not been in this position very often in which, uh, you know, we get, we get screeners that got embargo and what you can and can't talk about. And like, yes. I guess if I'd known that we'd be as embargoed as we were, I would have done a preview before because I can't say anything about what I think about. Right. The two episodes I've seen. So we're going to comment on, like, I guess, public information. Uh-huh. Um, Specifically the say, trailer. A lot. There's a lot of stuff in that trailer. There's a lot of stuff in the trailer. Um, I will say that um, in the years since the Picard season one came out, a lot of things have happened. Um, but one thing's as we started watching uh, Star Trek The Next Generation episodes every Sunday night with the fan base. Mm hmm. Um, and spending the last two years, tragically, the, the live watches were ripped from us, uh, when Paramount re, re retained exclusive rights to Star Trek, the next generation and Amazon lost them in January of this year. Yeah. But I just got such a great appreciation for the show all over again. Like our regular audience is made up of early 20 somethings to, you know, people in their fifties, uh, and just seeing all the multi-generational love for this show and like appreciating like uh when it can be at its best and when it can be like goofy and fun and lighthearted and like all the memes about you know Riker and Picard and War for Data. And and it's just it's just so much fun. And it it like it reminded me of why I thought Next Generation was so cool in the first place. And it had yeah. me very, very excited when I started seeing stuff about Star Trek picard season two you know hearing the rumors that oh my god maybe Whoopi goldberg's gonna come back as guinan like that's uh-huh. fucking cool john delancey uh is coming back to, to be devil picard as as q again what's that going what's an immortal being you know what does god need with aging kind of what like there's <laughs> sure, all these questions sure. and uh yeah and like picard's a robot now like what is uh-huh. that going to mean to the story uh I started getting really excited about uh, this season and, and, and talking about it, talking about new Star Trek that I actually give a damn with yeah. one of my best Trek buds is, is super. I'm, I'm very I'm, I'm rearing to go, especially uh, coming in the stuff I've seen in the trailer, because I'm I 
my favorite Star Trek movie is Star Trek First Contact. I, I'm not going to say it's the best. There are a lot of people who would dispute that statement, but my favorite is First Contact, and it feels a lot like, based on the trailer, what we're going to get is a Star Trek First Contact sort of vibe um, with the Borg Queen involved. Like, yeah, we'll talk about it in more depth here based on the trailer in a second, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited for that. You you mentioned that you got Star Trek First Contact in there at the Borg Queen. Um which, you know, we actually did a review of Star Trek First Contact not long Pretty ago. recently. And yeah. I, I remember we, we had uh, a series of questions about whether something was cool or cringe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, looking back on it 20 years as as Trek fans, how do we feel about stuff? And one of the things I think we both came to conclusion of is, is the Borg Queen, despite being a great movie villain, kind of fucked up the Borg and what was cool about him. Yeah. And I'm curious to see if there's anything like if if uh, the showrunners uh, who say are, are Star Trek fans themselves, if they've done similar reflections and if there's any way they could, uh, y- you know, br- bring bring something back to the Borg, like get the Borg off like villainous life support or something, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, F- fix some of the sins of the past uh, and the, the warfification of the Borg. <laughs> well, I mean. Talking about the trailer again, it seems like fixing the sins of the past might be sort of the point. Um, there's a lot of like talk of time travel. Um, I know at one point in one scene, Rios is like, hey, uh, I, you know, this is a rough century or something. Um, and he's in what looks like a prison bus, uh, like, uh, like a modern day, according to our timeline, prison bus. So, yeah, I, they might. Th- this might be a sliders esque sort of thing, right? Where like. Well, They're flying back and forth between centuries or whatever. Yeah, like I like I said with uh, you know, again, just from publicly information, publicly available information I can read on the Wikipedia. I'll in fact read from Wikipedia. Uh the uh one of the producers suggested that uh, there's a time travel he- heavy story for the second season which takes inspiration from the film Star Trek for the Voyage Home. Okay. Which just so happens to be my favorite Star Trek oh. uh, movie. So we got like a real peanut butter what? and chocolate. It's the whales one. Yeah. It's the nuclear Wessels one. Sure. And uh, I think that uh, that 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 seems very exciting. Like you mm-hmm. know, multiverses and time travel and Rick and Morty type bullshit is all the rage right now. And Star mm-hmm. Trek, who is the progenitor of that bullshit. Like that's what they put that bull. Like it's HG Wells and Gene Roddenberry put that shit on the map. Uh, I'm, I'm I, it's, it feels right. It feels right to, for them to return to some of these tools or tool set. And I did always like a Star Trek episode where they would, you know, get into period appropriate costumes and go roaming around. Uh, I will say unless Picard is becoming a pimp, I'm not super interested in that. Uh, if they pull that trick again, but we'll see. I want to see Picard go up to somebody in a uh, with the car stereo turned up and be like, "Can you turn off the damn noise?" You know. Yeah, yeah. Like it won't be punk rock. I wonder what it'll be uh, in this era. Probably some form of uh, Picard. Seems like he wouldn't like rap. Probably or maybe not. He would. Maybe he fucking <laughs> you would. Think so. Maybe he's like for that life. I don't know. Uh, he doesn't seem uh, to like anything but classical. So. There's a couple, so, you know, we, I thought there was flashes of brilliance in the first season, and there's also just deeply tragic stuff in the first season in terms of, like, the <laughs> villainy and the characterizations therein and some of the other stuff. Yeah. Um, 
one thing that gives me hope. There's two things. There's one thing that gives me anti hope, and one thing that <laughs> okay. gives me hope. One thing that gives me anti hope is that uh, I guess Kurtzman, one of the producers, uh, sh- showrunners, wanted to reserve the right to change the script for season two in response to any criticism they got in season one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Shaban, the other uh, uh, showrunner, said that the second season would not be affected by any fans' criticism uh, for not meeting their expectations. Uh, <laughs> and then Goldsman, the other showrunner, Kiva Goldsman, said one lesson they learned during the first season, again, quoting from Wikipedia, was to figure out the ending of the season before they began filming. Mm. So the okay. fact that... They've got this like second season kind of locked, and then they the first season came out, and they're like, you know what? We don't want to course correct. Ha ah, Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to course correct on things that like maybe the audience wasn't getting that you're putting out? I okay, mean, imagine whatever. if they didn't course correct on Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh and my season god! One is what that whole show was. That would have been Star Trek season three canceled if they right? hadn't done that. Um, but, but honestly, the thing where, I mean, you, you want to laugh when a person who's been attached to so many motion pictures and so many television series says something like, you know, it turns out if you write the whole thing before you start shooting, (laughs) it just kind of hangs together better, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, you want to you you want to like slap yourself to people like that, get to have millions of dollars to play with, but, but, but. It also, it's like, you know, it's, people got to learn the lesson sometime, you know? Sure. Film school or high school English or what, you know, like the, the, getting getting a play. But also, I know that that's not the way television has been done classically. Is that It's always been kind of a seat of your pants. And, yeah, but, yeah. But, yeah, if you if you get the whole thing locked down and blocked out before you start shooting, welcome welcome to the golden age of television, Star Trek. It's Yeah, welcome it's to nice. 10 years ago when everybody started doing this stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going on twenty now. We're getting to be pretty fucking old, Jim. But it's, is it? Uh, I was thinking like Breaking Bad era. That's that's what I think of when I think of the new stuff. Because like Lost definitely didn't have a plan. <laughs> Everything before yeah. Lost is like, oh, we'll just write till we get to the end and see what I happens. I think we just came up on Breaking Bad's tenth anniversary of being off the air. That's the thing. It's <laughs> is like, that true? Holy shit! Yeah. And well, then if you start throwing in Sopranos and stuff like that. That's that's I'm too old. I break. I think the wires turning twenty this year. Jesus, dude. I hate it. I hate it. I need a time travel machine. I, yeah, I need to be part of Star Trek Picard too. Patrick, you gotta stop hogging those positronic bodies. I'll tell you who uh, needs yeah. to stop hogging positronic <laughs> bodies is Q. John Delancey, mm. man. Of all the people we've seen come back from the original cast, I feel like he looks the best. He looks. Like he has aged the most gracefully. And I'm not like, you know, ripping on people who haven't because time makes fools of us all, uh, even physically. Yeah. Yeah. He looks great. He's really aged in. He's aged into his features. Everything looks uh, proportional Mm -hmm. and intact. Um, I feel like he looks uh, even better than he did 10 years ago in Breaking Bad. Well, they were they did. You know, they did schlub him up a bit. He was kind of just a. True. Uh, and, and again, that's closer to 15 years ago. But uh, yeah, it, I, I know what you're yeah. saying, though, because like that's one thing when I watch Patrick Stewart nowadays is I love Patrick Stewart. He's a great Captain Picard, but he is a frail man. Oh, yeah. No, he's very uh, old. He can on occasion, as we saw in season season one, still bring that commanding tone. And, you know, you could still see people snap to attention. But like that's part of the charm of this era of Picard is that like he... 
you know, this is very much the twilight of of the, you know, I think he's like 100 years old in the, the series and Stuart is yeah. like 80. But like they're, they're both in the twilight of years and they're both national treasures in real uh-huh. life and in the fictional universe. And it's kind of like, I don't know, this swan song symmetry is... It, it, it does work the show like that's part that's that's as as important as antimatter to getting this show to to <laughs> to getting warp speed I, I am definitely settling into that fact it, i think it bothered me in season one because i wanted a, a commanding presence from patrick stewart right. in this but he's just not that man anymore and the show dealing with that i think is is what's going to bring me around to it um yeah well we'll see see how it goes Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. There, there are a couple uh, of other things in the trailer that I, you can't help but notice, like uh, a couple of other people who are back. Guinan is back. Whoopi Goldberg is back as Guinan, um, and Brent Spiner is back because Brent Spiner said that like Data, he's just it's just over. Like they did the digital de aging, but mm-hmm. and they could, I guess they could have keep doing that, but he thought that was a great fitting in for his character. Totally. The, the second one and uh you know he doesn't want to fuck that up but he is coming back as some form yeah some kind of soon 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 descendant which is yeah. great because i like prince spiner and uh i like seeing him in star trek man everyone like i've been reading coverage and i'm not sure don't this isn't like people definitely showing up for this season this is just like me reading like uh, the casting news and speculation but robert picardo was interested and there's like rumors that you know he might be playing his emergency medical holograph uh character all right uh which would make a lot of sense uh lavar burton has been in talks and discussion of being you know Jordy laforge again that's totally who uh, i want to see because I, I remember you know all good things and their scenes in that were so good um like get me old man picard and old man oh yeah Jordy laforge together because i want that and then the you know who's missing though to the one and I, I I saw someone do in a summoning circle to try to get her in season three Gates McFadden yeah yeah uh I want I want to see old woman crusher mm-hmm. that's like speaking of um you know a lot of there's a lot of like uh, themes of kind of like time and you know what that means and and roads not taken you know these are all the things that the the kind of thesis of the trailer i felt like crusher was always like the personification of that road not traveled with picard and if they're going to talk about like mm-hmm. twilight of the careers and looking back at your life and signposts and they're like yeah you got you got to bring back fucking admiral crusher or whatever she is now sure sure uh, <laughs> She's probably running Starfleet Academy's medical facility. I, I can't remember exactly what her her Surgeon General Federation chief is, but uh, which yeah, I which want, I want season? Back. Uh, which season will we get Light being Wesley Crusher back? Star Child Wesley Crusher <laughs> definitely coming back oh, at some man. point, right? God, I hope so. The thing is, what's really funny is if you compare Will Wheaton as mm-hmm. an adult to like how Riker version of Q, the Q, the Riker with the Q force uh-huh. created him to be. 
<laughs> it's gonna be like i would ridiculous. someone's got to comment on that like jesus christ wesley what happened you were supposed to be this greek god <laughs> like you, you know the power of the q just artificially accelerated that's perfection uh, what the it's like you know it'll just, be so different they'll have to out of, <laughs> sorry so, so what was what's your joke they'll, they'll your have joke? to explain it with the plot right they'll have to make it a plot point why he's so different i just want him like you know, like the, what they did with Thor in Avengers Endgame. I want him to like rip open a time tunnel and just step on a bridge, and he's got like a like a dude uh, robe on and mm-hmm. like some kind of space funyuns and like a six pack. It's Cracking like you a know, beer. yeah. And he's just like he's just let himself go temporally. Like he's been sure, he's been free sure. ba- free base in the universe, man. And it's uh, the mileage has taken his toll. Yeah, yeah. No, that would be fun. Um, I don't know in what context they would bring him back, but I don't know if we're time traveling, we could see actually a lot of digital de-aging stuff, right? Like we're getting to the point where that stuff is pretty feasible on a television Dude, scale, television budget. See what they're doing over on Disney right? with the, you know, de-aging Mark uh, Hamill. Yeah. It's incredible. So you could absolutely bring wesley crusher as he looked on the the next generation uh-huh. which would be kind of cool yeah we'll let will do some voice work uh-huh um, totally yeah get 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 him a, a, a i guess he could even body double himself you know um yeah. yeah there's there's the technology is here and uh i think they could they <laughs> maybe it'll it'll be will wheaton played by andy circus uh <laughs> And it'll just be a Will Wheaton puppet that he's using. Yeah, yeah. It's like, see, I've studied Will's motions throughout the years, and mm-hmm. I've, uh, I'm ready to don the green suit. Uh, <laughs> I'm ready to don the green green gimp suit with the golf balls. Yeah. Uh, glued onto it. Well, what else? Uh, so do we want to talk about um, our plans for Picard? Sure. Uh, we plan to drop this. I think these are supposed to come out in the wee hours of Thursday morning. And according to our the embargo uh, list that they've given us, it, it seems to imply that uh, our podcast will come out about 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Thursday that the episode drops. Mm-hmm. If uh, it turns out we can release those a little sooner, maybe maybe we will if the episode drops a little sooner. But uh, that's going to be... Uh, if you if you wake up and you watch Picard, you stay up late. Uh, we'll be ready for you as the sun breaks on the East Coast uh, to discuss each episode with you. Um, also, I'm not sure if we'll have. I think we'll have screeners for all season long, but maybe. Uh, uh, I, I've so far we only have the first three episodes. I've seen two of them. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they they hold the penultimate or finale episode. So I, we're we're gonna do the best we can. But our our plan is as long as we have the screener copies, we'll have it out ready to go. And then um, I'm not sure what we'll do with feedback. If we get a, enough feedback, we might do a special feedback show mm-hmm. uh, like midweek um, or, or I guess it'd be early week before the, the new episode drops. If we just get a smattering, we might just hold it for a segment uh, at the end of each episode. So, yeah. What else do we need to talk about? Uh, if you're wondering, like some of the details about the, the season, it's going to be 10 episodes long. So it'll run through early May. Um. And yeah, I think it's going to be a Paramount Plus exclusive. So if you're not signed up for that and you do want to watch Picard Season 2, head over to Paramount Plus. Get signed up because it's happening in a week. We have no affiliate codes or anything like that. that, that will, no. uh, I don't know if they offer that stuff, that, or if, but we're, we're way too lazy and not forward thinking to do that. But yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
that's that's the that's the plan for coverage uh, to cover all ten episodes. Oh, another thing that's interesting is they greenlit season two and three together, mm-hmm. and did like a Lord of the Ring or I guess the Matrix sequels type of thing where they filmed them all back to back. Um, which is probably smart in the day and age where you don't know what's going to happen with the pandemic turning to endemic, maybe pandemicking again with the variant, like just to go ahead and get all that stuff knocked mm-hmm. out. So everybody, all, all the geeks can go back to their caves and do the special effects and the, the music writing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and you're dealing with an will... inherently older cast, um, not yeah. to get morbid, but like you want to make sure you got the stories you got in the bag uh, as far right. as filming, because any and of probably... those people could be gone from us pretty soon and, and probably behoove you to kind of like wrap up the story in a satisfying way and early you know like uh, I, I thought Stuart said that he they were thinking this would be a three and done type of series and that feels right also it's interestingly enough I, I i read in this coverage here that uh the season three will not necessarily have anything to do with the plot of season two like they're they're not like one narrative structure which I kind of like that. I kind of like the fact that like you might have an emphasis for a season. Like last year was all about synthetic life and the Federation getting over itself as far as like accepting, you know, what that means for the society. And uh, this is going to be about seem to focus on the the Borg and and fixing some problems in the past. And maybe maybe that's uh, something that we we've noticed about the rot in the Federation. I wonder if that's going to be some way to reset kind of like this darker storylines that we've had. So yeah. we can get back to because like long term, I think some of these like the new Star Trek, isn't there like a Star Trek New Horizons or something that um they they want to get back to kind of like the uh, aspirational exploration type you know, positivity of old Star Trek and kind of yes, please. peel back. Yeah. Some of this, some of this, uh, you know, real politic, uh, <laughs> shades of gray crap they've been pulling. I mean, I like DS nine, so, but it's not my favorite Star Trek and it doesn't epitomize what Star Trek is to me, but, but it did like, that's the thing. It's like, that's where it's like, Ooh, we can't. And, and kind of Star Trek became this, you yeah. know, more emphasis on action and, mm-hmm. you know, more militarized, more 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 military which necessarily means more military mili- more yeah. military more more action so yeah i i think it would be cool for them to have like different themes each season to to work on um mm-hmm. that way like that's another strength that has like well if you don't like anyone but like you know I, I think they made some missteps in last season but hey this season's a completely new one it's got the same characters and uh you get them back together for whatever plot convenient reasons and uh wind them up let them play but uh, yeah, I'm excited. I I'm looking forward to talking it with you and with the uh, the the expanded Bald Move universe family community as well. Uh, Picard at baldmove.com is where you want to send those takes uh, each week so we can talk about them. And that's it. That's a preview. I can't wait again to talk about season two, episode one coming up next week. Until then, I'm Aaron and I'm Jim. See ya.